All right. So back live once again. Um, another week in the books. Uh, been uh, a long week, but also each day seemed to, uh, to go. The week seemed to go by very slowly, but each day was very quickly. It's, it's a strange thing. I'm, it's happening to me in my old age. So anyway, tonight I've got a couple of uh, special guests. I had the luxury of being on their podcast um, a few weeks, a month or so ago. Uh, that episode is not released yet, um, but I will let everyone know when it does. Um, <laughs> I consider myself uh, a poor expert in the content of their show as far as the uh, subject matter that they discuss. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, anyway, um, let's see. Next weekend, I, uh, I'm not sure who I've got lined up. I don't think I have anyone lined up right now as a guest, so... You know, may just go live on my own. We'll see. But uh, without any further ado, from the Is Marriage Worth It podcast, I have my guests tonight, uh, Mo and Janelle. How are you doing tonight, ladies? Pretty good. Can't complain. Doing okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I, I uh, consider myself a very uh, poor expert in your subject matter. Um, I've listened to some of some of your show and and so I know what it's about, but I don't necessarily consider myself a, a marriage expert. Um, uh, my wife would probably corroborate that. So. <laughs> so um, um, are either, either of you? I know, uh, Janelle, I think you're drinking something a little special tonight, right? I am. I'm drinking a crown apple with some ginger ale. All right. So uh, I am drinking a drink that it may exist already, but I invented it without knowing what it is a couple of weeks ago. It's good for the summer. It's a um, two shot in a pint glass. It's uh, two shots of tequila, two shots of triple sec, uh, fully fill the glass with ice and top it off with pineapple juice. It is a very Ooh. good summer drink. It's very good. So cheers to you. Cheers. And cheers to your water, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Yeah, so drinking water out of a coffee cup, that's very Tonight Show. Let's I mean, <laughs> I love coffee cups. I have an addiction to them. I think we do, too, because we probably have 15 in our kitchen cabinet and then another 15 or so in a, a cabinet downstairs. And I told my wife uh, a week ago, I think we need to go through and each of us pick two coffee mugs that we want to keep and then just get rid of the rest because... It's getting to be too much. It's there's too many coffee. There's not enough. There's not enough room for anything else in there. So, so. You can never have too many cups. I, if you don't have cabinet space, you you. It's just too much. It's just too much. I, mm. I don't. I don't know. When, when true, they, but how would you narrow it down to two? Oh, it'd be very easy for me to narrow it down to two. Now, for her, I don't know. I think it would be pretty easy for her as well because she has. She has one that she drinks out of almost exclusively just because it's got a it's it's one of those uh, this new thing. All the kids love a new brand of like insulated. Oh, mm -hmm. I can't think of what it is. But anyway, it's a coffee mug size with a top so the dog doesn't get into it or anything. But there's right. one or two more she might use on occasion. But I use the same two all the time. And and that's that's it. So I, I just. It would be very easy for me to, to pick two and get rid of the rest. But and it's my fault that we have so many because I'm the one that bought all of them. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so um, the Is Marriage Worth It podcast. Um, how did that come about? 
Well, um, during the pandemic, when there was just nothing but uh, time to think, me and Mo were talking um, about some people that we knew who had um, gotten married and gotten divorced. And we're just like, so what changes once you get married? Um, and we, you know, asked the first married person we could think of, Mo's brother. <laughs> and uh, we had a little like Zoom meeting of just the three of us talking about marriage. And um, I guess from there, we were just kind of like, we could probably make this a thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just like marriage seems like a club that everybody's supposed to get in, but it's exclusive. And we're just like, I want to be in that club, but first I want to know what it's like. I don't want to be like, oh, I want a membership and then get inside of it and be like, I want out. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the, yeah. It's the one club everyone feels like they're dying to get it in and then they'd kill to get out of. So <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. And then I think everybody that we know type of thing is married or in relationships and things like that. And so when we started like talking to just a variety of people, we realized, oh man, there's a whole bunch of more single people out here. Like I'm sitting here racing a clock that's non-existent. Uh, Absolutely. So, so so you started a podcast to try to meet somebody is what it, what it sounds like. I mean, basically, I was like, hey, if you guys know anybody or know somebody that knows somebody that would be interested, like send them our way. But you know what? Nobody yeah. ever did. So here we sit, still single. Still single, still not married. Um, still trying to decide if marriage is worth it. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, it, go ahead. I go back and forth. Like every time we record an episode, I like, yeah. I want to get married. That sounds really nice. And then like, we'll record another episode and I'm just like, nah, I don't want it. So I have no idea where I stand right now. Interesting. Um, what typically makes, what typically pushes you in the direction of, I want to get married. What is there a typical like subject matter in, uh, uh, pertaining to marriage that does that? I think it's just when people talk about having their best friend, they're like all the time somebody that supports them through the thick and thin and just somebody that is always there to have fun with and things like that. So it's just like, oh, that seems really nice. It's like I can also have that without getting married. So, you know, it's not the same, though. It's really not. Um, so I, I, I'll, it, I've said this to my daughter, said this to my both of my sons as well. And, and I've said, like. I, I think everyone should live with the person that they are going to marry before they get married to get an idea of what this person's day-to-day -day life is like. Mm -hmm. um, and then also how, not just their day-to-day -day life, but like, are they messy? Do they throw all their clothes in the bathroom floor until they have a full load of laundry and then pick them all up and wash them? Or like, how does that work? Do they, you know, do they, do they drink out of the milk jug or do they pour it into a cup every time? Like you should know that kind of stuff. But then also everyone uh, needs to, let's see, who is this? L-O-1-I-C. Uh, okay. Says marriage is worth it. And then also says Lola out. I'm not sure who that is. So, someone watching from Twitch. So thanks. Um, but I will, I also follow that up by saying, what, even if you live together for years, like my sister and her husband lived together for like five years or so before they got married. And there's still something happens when you get married and things change 
Like the 100%. person's, the person seems different. They act different. They, and it's because I think a mindset thing. So, so I think you should live with the person before you marry them, but then also be prepared that it's, if you can live with them, you know, fine, but it may get a little tougher whenever you actually get married. It may get better. Who knows? But so, so what is it that then pushes you back the other direction that makes you go, no, no, no. I think, I think the single life is for me, not married. I think I am still on the selfish side of things. And so it's like, I want to do things when I want to do it and listening to like married couples or people in relationships. It's not that they have to check and get permission, but it's like, they kind of have to check and get permission. I don't care what they say. You're checking and asking for permission type of thing out of respect. (laughs) But I'm just like, I want to get up and go like, I just want to go and do something. I don't, sure. not that I don't want to be tied down. That sounds bad, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think part of the, anytime that I swing on the no side, it's usually because, um, like you said, when, when you get married, there is a switch that kind of clicks for people. And as much as they say, oh, we're going to be the same person when we get married. One of our guests, um, her husband was like, oh, we need to have start having dinner parties now. They never had dinner parties before they got married, but right. being married just meant dinner parties to them. So I think it's those like expectations that are usually the reason why I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm not really trying to suddenly become somebody's mom or just like these unrealistic expectations on me that weren't there before. So sometimes that's why I'm swaying on the no side. Yeah, dinner parties sound like a nightmare. Like that just does not sound fun. Like I'm I'm fine with having people come over and like, you know, it's a fight night or something like that and everybody's going to come over and hang out and watch the fight or whatever, but I'm not interested in the dinner party, all the cooking ahead of time and sitting around the table and I'm just not it just doesn't sound fun to me. But does that mean and I don't sound- have to cook? Well, no, no, I mean, that's, uh, that, that, I mean, that's, that has to be worked out between, between the spouses. I mean, who's going to do the cooking? Who's not? I mean, for my wife and I, if, if the kids and their significant others are coming over or if if a friend or somebody is coming over, then it's kind of split up somewhat 50, 50, like I'll handle like anything that goes on the grill and a couple other things. And then she'll handle, she'll handle some things as well. So it's, it's pretty, and, but it depends on what it is because when it comes to like Thanksgiving, my wife very much wants to do all the cooking. She likes to cook that meal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, but no, you wouldn't have to do all the cooking. It depends on if it, I guess it depends on who the better cook is and what your agreement is. So we're hiring a caterer. <laughs> I, that's fine. Hey, if you can afford to hire a cook, hire a cook. If we could afford it, we would hire, we would have a chef if we could afford to have one. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. You said, um, you're a little selfish. Um, and it, but you said that, um, specifically you said having to ask permission to, do something or buy something or, or whatever. Um, you feel like married people are constantly having to ask permission to do things. That's what I feel like. And the word might not be permission. Like I don't assume that it's like, Hey husband or Hey wife, can I do this? And they might say yes or no. It's kind of asking out of respect type of thing. But at the same time, something's something will pop into my head and I will just go and do it. Sure. 
if I was supposed to ask somebody or do something, it's an afterthought. And so trying to change <laughs> that and be like, oh, I probably should have mentioned this before I did that. My bad. Well, so it's different. It's not really a, I mean, at least in, in my mind, it's not so much an asking permission thing as it's, it is more, like you said, a, a respect thing, but I'm, um, I'm a planner. I like to plan things out as well. So like, I like to kind of know what, at least a, a rough outline of what the day or the, the vacation or whatever is going to look like. My wife is a little more spontaneous when it comes to that. Um, but I'm definitely someone that, that I will definitely come home and say like, Hey, I'm thinking about going and playing golf Saturday. What do you, how do you feel about that? It, you know, I, I don't ask permission, but I guess, I guess you're right. It kind of is an indirect asking of permission. Yeah, you just because, don't use the word permission, but sure, it's yeah, permission. it is. But you know, I don't think my wife does it though. She's just like, I'm going to do whatever I'm going to get a haircut. I'm going to, to go get a, a, a manicure or a pedicure or whatever she's going to go do. She just says, I'm going to go do it. And then she goes and does it. So that would probably be me. <laughs> well, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if it, you know, it's just one of those things where there has to be some leeway. So, you know, if I came, if I were like that, um, oh, Jesus, Troy, uh, Troy's From a friend YouTube. of the, Troy's a friend of the show from YouTube. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning in, Troy. <laughs> I need to, I need to have you back on again at some point. So, yeah, I mean, I think there does have to be some leeway, right? I mean, if I come home and if I were the person that comes home and says, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and, and my wife were to say, well, actually, uh, I thought we might go whatever, whatever it is that she's mm -hmm. lately, she's wanted to go to estate sales and things like that. Then there has to be some leeway sometime for me to, to be able to go, all right, that's fine. I, I, won't, I won't go do whatever it is. But, you know, it, it, I don't know if you're not if you, if you didn't plan it ahead of time, then can you really be held responsible for it? That, that's where my planning comes in. But I don't know. I have a, a friend that he and his wife have this agreement and he, he kind of laid it out for her before they got married and was like, look, I will, I will ask you what your thoughts are on something. I'll ask you if you care, if I go do something that I want to go do or whatever. And if you say that's fine, I don't care then if you get mad at me for doing it, that's your fault. And I don't care. Like, I won't apologize. I won't come back and apologize for it later. And, and it works both ways though. If she's like, Hey, I think I'm going to go do this. Do you care? And then, um, if he says no, then there, he has no, if he gets mad at her, that's on him at that point. And, and she, there's no discussion of it afterwards because you said you were fine with it. So you don't get to get mad at me for it now. Um, and and it works for them. I don't know that that will work in my relationship. Troy asks uh, uh, if you if you guys are married or in a relationship. So Troy, early on, they said they were not married, which is why they started their podcast. Now I don't know if you guys are in a committed relationship or not, or if you're dating at all. I don't know that. So um, I'm not currently in a committed relationship, um, and not really dating. Um, just, I don't know. <laughs> Facebook, it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated because there's pee in the dating pool. So like. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. And, and I don't I think it's also, at the levels I'm comfortable with yet. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I'm also not in a committed relationship. I, I have kind of been in the dating field, but kind of like Janelle said, there is pee in the dating field. And it's, it's like swimming in a, and just pee. There's no water in there. 
<laughs> Big T says, hello, ladies. Oh, and what's up, Joey? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's Big T. Uh, uh, he and I do another show together every other week. So, um, yeah, pee in the dating pool. Interesting. So it's what, hard out here. What, I mean, but the world is so small now. How hard can it actually be? Like, honestly, it's like I, I was dating in the nineties. So, so I was dating in the nineties where you, you had to actually f- see someone and meet them and talk to them in face to face. There was no texting or anything. The closest thing to a, to a text message was I had a pay, I had a beeper and my wife would send me a page or whatever. So <laughs> while I was at school. <laughs> and that's the reason why the world is so small is people always think that there's going to be someone better out there. So they never really commit to anybody. And so you're either in the talking phases for forever or nobody wants to commit to like actually meeting up in person. And honestly, I feel like I say I want to meet somebody in the real world and then somebody approaches me and I'm like, ew, don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) But that happens though. Cause I think we were talking about that on like one of our season finales. And so during that break, somebody approached me on Walmart and I was just like, oh, this is the meet cute that everybody is talking about. And I was not about it. I was like, this this is a no. I, nope. Well, I mean, was it a no because of you being approached in person or because the the looks were off or the way they approached you or what? It what was, was the it? way it was the way that I was approached. I'm walking around in Walmart, like minding my own business is during COVID. So like I have my mask on. I don't look the greatest. Like I don't look the greatest just being a bum after work. (laughs) So I'm walking around and this guy approaches me from behind me. Like if I see you coming, that's a little bit better. But if you come from behind me and goes, his opening line was, Hey, I noticed you walking around. And I wanted to come and talk to you and tell you that you're beautiful. First of all, how long have you been watching me walk around this grocery store? Exactly. That's where I was just like, mm, nope, creep, uh, mm, can't do it. <laughs> so what should he have said then? First of all, don't come up behind me. That's creepy. If he came all right. in front of me, okay. that, that I, there I can, may I have been a that. little bit. I would have been open to it. But if you're approaching me from behind me and just like, hey, I noticed you before I even turn around to like see you. That's what's coming out of your mouth. That's a hard no. Not <laughs> and like watching me around the around the store means that I now am going to either ask somebody to escort me out or right, drive around the <laughs> the place for like 15 minutes before I go like the direction of my house because I will not be followed. It just gives creepy vibes. And granted, yeah. I grocery shop at night. So that Let's also see. adds to sure. the fact. Yeah, my, my wife is very much that way. She doesn't like being somewhere alone at night and things like that. But that's that's all the true crime podcasts that, that women listen to and the, and the uh, 48-hour shows that women watch. It makes you guys scared of everything. <laughs> it's... They're not wrong, though. <laughs> like, no, I, I understand. Look, I, I get it does happen. But I mean, the chances of it happening to you are not that high. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Better safe. than No, you're right. They're not as low as they should be. But better safe than sorry. I get it. Troy, uh, the name of the podcast is the Is Marriage Worth It podcast. Um, so Big T also said, uh, uh, in his opinion, you have to filter the search parameters whenever you're doing the uh I guess swipe left and right searches. I, I I'm not sure. Uh, I'm too old for the <laughs> for the bumble and the 
and but whatever I'm like, the other even ones. when you do even when you do filter people out you put in the filters you say i'm not gonna accept this that and whatever you get that one person that is great at pretending and then you strike up a conversation with them everything is going well and then everything that you filtered out starts going coming from them and it's like well, dang it sure. back to square one yeah also part of the filters that are confusing is um so I'm 31 and I have to remind myself I'm 31. So when people are like, when I see the number like 37, 39, I'm like, ew, that's old. And then I have to remind myself <laughs> it's not that old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Troy, they, they've said they balance back and forth between it is worth it and it isn't worth it. Um, so um, uh, Big T also said uh, not just online, but in person as well. Uh, so I guess uh, the, your filtering, filtering parameters. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, big big T is what they call. I think it's called a sapiosexual. He's um, attracted to your mind, uh, someone's mind, and not not anything else about them. If you if you got a great mind and and have good conversation, then he, he'll be attracted to you. I think that's. I think I'm explaining it right, Big T. I, I don't know, but anyway. So so <laughs> what? How, so the the guy in the grocery store, I'm kind of I'm I'm still stuck on this a little bit because that's just uh-huh. that is an interesting way to approach somebody. I mean, but and and it, it is an interesting statement. I saw you walking around the store. So why do you, why does that make you assume that he's just watching you walk around? Because it's a true statement, right? I saw you walking around mm-hmm. the store, um, and then he approached you. Shouldn't have approached you from shouldn't have approached you from behind. I, I get that for sure. I think think the statement was just him coming from behind. I think that's what threw me off. But also just saying that I don't know how long he was watching me. And I mean, it could have just been I walked down the aisle right before him. True. That could have been it. Sure. But I don't know that. And like he made the loop loop around that way so he could could approach you from behind. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I was in the store for a hot minute before he approached. So I'm just like, was he like watching when I first walked in? Does he know what my car looks like? Was he watching me get out of my car? I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts also. So that, you know, <laughs> that plays into it, but it was just, it was just weird. And then he asked me out to go and get drinks. And like I said, I grocery shop at night and I'm thinking like maybe some other time, and maybe some other time. And he was like trying to talk about going like right then and there. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, no. And so the first thing that popped out of my mouth when I tried to turn him down, I was like, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and so <laughs> usually if I say that, some of the, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to whatever. But this guy was just like, I know that's a line that ladies use when they don't want to be approached or talked to. And I'm just like, first of all, you don't know me. And if I say I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. I don't need to explain myself to you. Have a great night. And I walked away. So that was the end of that. But, also, he, was, but he was right. I feel like it, I feel like it bothers you. That. I, I understand that. But he called your bluff. And I feel like that's what made you even more mad was that he called your bluff. And it he was, was right. But still. <laughs> but if he called. So he called her bluff, right? But yes. he used the phrase. I know women use this when they don't want to talk to you. I would be like. That is your hint. Goodbye. <laughs> no, and that's the perfect. That's the perfect thing to say. Right, right. So, yes. Uh, 
So if you know oh. that's what women say to get out of it, I would have like swallowed my pride and been like, all right, and then like head out. Sure. Well, we, so here's the thing. So we've gone to in-person and online dating, uh, speed dating events. And it's really weird how few men will be at those events. But like at Walmart or like at the grocery store or when you're out in public, people want to approach you. It's like when there's a when there's a place for you to approach people, men never want to be there. But when there's places in which you don't know if the person wants to be approached or not, they're they just are like, I'm just going to shoot my shot and we'll just approach you. I think that's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. Um uh, Big T says, unfortunately, um, a lot of men don't know how to approach or even just talk to women. It, it's not directly their fault, but it causes the problem. So, yeah, I, I think that's probably a pretty true statement. It's, uh, you know, whose fault is it? I mean, I guess the older generation should have been teaching some stuff uh, as far as this goes. I don't know. But I, the whole shoot your shot thing, though, I feel like, though, that that is... Um, <sighs> I, I feel like that's a lot of the entertainment industry and a lot of your um, Cardi B's and some of some of the the women in because there's a whole lot. It feels like there's a lot of uh, of of time spent telling guys take your shot, uh, or you know, or I don't know if if you're not man enough to to talk to me, then whatever you know. It's an interesting thing. I'm not saying it's women's fault, but I'm saying I feel like there's this thing that gets put out there by the entertainment industry that doesn't really represent the, the, the your normal your non-celebrity woman i guess is really what i'm saying um i agree but i also think that people they tend not to um like every place has an appropriate um i don't even know what i'm trying to say but you know like like at a like at a wedding, it would be appropriate to be like, "Hey, you're really pretty. Would you like to dance?" Kind of like to chat somebody up. At a funeral, that wouldn't be appropriate. I think people don't know anymore, like necessarily, like where is appropriate. And yeah, some people are like, "Oh, I want to meet cute at like the grocery store at the airport," but like I feel like there are physical signs if people are like open to meeting other people having headphones in to me isn't typically a sign that people want to be approached to talk to. If like, usually when I'm at the grocery store, I'm wearing headphones. I understand that a lot of headphones are really small, so you may not see it right away. But if I adjust, if I take it out and I'm like, excuse me, you should have been like, just want to say you're pretty and like walk off. So, I feel like the headphone thing is a stretch though, right? I mean, cause everyone walks around with headphones in. I mean, I'm 41 years old. When I go to the store, I've got headphones in now. Cause you don't I, want to talk to anybody. I, it's because I want to listen to what I'm listening to and not listen to the other. Cause even if I don't have headphones in, I don't want to be taught. I don't want to be talked to period. Like I don't want anyone to talk to me. If I go into a clothing store, you're more likely to get me to buy something. If you never come up to me and say, is there anything I can help you find? I'm way more likely to buy something if you leave me alone than if you come and talk to me. Cause I just don't want to, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to, I don't want to meet new people really. I mean, it's, it's, which is strange because I do a podcast where I talk to new people <laughs> semi regularly and I, I love doing this, but I don't want new friends. All, all the friends I've made over the past three years have all been by accident. Um, what is Troy saying here? Um, today's generation of dating would be 
uh, too stressful. Everything is about being appropriate. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you mean there, Troy. Everything's about being. <laughs> he also says, uh, it sounds like y'all get uh, pissed off if someone speaks to you. So wouldn't I, but I, and so I was just thinking that's this is like, what we're saying. Here's the thing but, I, but it does I, sound to, to a guy. That's what it sounds like. It's in Troy. Troy's a, a happily married man. And, and, uh, but, like that's what it sounds. It does sound like you're, you're saying like I don't want you to come up and speak to me if I'm out somewhere, if I've got headphones on or whatever. And it's like, but if you found out that there was a guy in the store that wanted to talk to you, been like, well, he should have come and talked to me. Why is he so shy? I don't want no shy guy. I just want to fly. I guy. never said. I never said he couldn't come and talk to me. I said, don't approach me from behind and that should be for anybody. You don't just walk up behind somebody you don't know. Be like, hey, excuse me. No, that's not. Sure. Anywhere you go. And I think pissed off is really what's like grinding my gears right now. I'm not pissed off when people talk to me. I just don't want to be approached. I acknowledge that if I want to be married, I have to talk to people. And if I don't talk to people, I can't be married. I know this about myself. Sure. (laughs) I'm not confused (laughs) on how one gets married. I just know that usually when I'm at the grocery store, I'm not dressed cute. And I have headphones on. That means I do not want to talk to you. And I don't want you to talk to me because I'm going to self check out. I'm not even talking to cashiers. <laughs> <laughs> my mute key, meet cute will be very hard. I literally had someone come to my door and like flirt with me. They were doing a service and they left. And I was like, I, they gave me their number and like alluded that I could, you know, contact them if I wanted to. I very much did not. Uh, interesting. It, so why, I literally why? even had them come to my door. I get it. I'm confusing, but appropriate meaning. He said, uh, you have to be appropriate, meaning there's uh, too many rules. And he said, see, she said it. I don't want to be approached. Big T says, where are you ladies from? I, you know, T, they may not want to uh, say that because they don't want people coming and approaching them. <laughs> 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 and they may not want people showing up and. And going, hey, I saw you guys on uh, on a podcast the other day, and thought I'd come and say I've been watching you for a while. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you what know. probably happened with that. I'll tell you what probably happened with that guy from a guy's perspective. He saw you walking around the store, and he said, "Oh, I need to check this girl out." And he made a loop around to see you all the way around, and made the dumb. Uh, choice to come up and approach you from behind um and, and it, he probably honestly was probably very shy and if he had been approaching you from the front and you looked at him he would have shit his pants uh, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and whatever that's not your fault that i'm not saying that's your fault i'm just saying that's especially if he's a young guy he probably would have um but i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm looking for the old school way of somebody i know being like hey i know this person Let's link you two up. We'll do it either. We'll have like a party at my house or like we'll do a blind date for the two of you to meet up somewhere. That's what I'm looking for. I don't I don't think I want to be approached by a stranger in the streets. That's interesting. I feel like so the, at the old end of school- every one of our episodes, I very much tell people that our, you can email us <laughs> if you have any <laughs> dates for us. <laughs> That's funny. That's- no one's ever emailed us, so there's no dates. <laughs> <laughs> I think 
the old school way though seems to be more people met uh, at school or church. I mean, I feel like it's mm-hmm. a much more. I, I don't know anybody that was set up by friends that I can think of. Not that I can think of. I, I may be wrong, but anyway. So you want to meet somebody just uh, in, you need somebody else to vet them first. It sounds like definitely on a recommendation situation. Yeah. Okay. So what if somebody approached you at the store and was like, Hey, my friend saw you and thought you was cute and uh, wanted me to come over here and, and t- <laughs> that's a recommendation, right? <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> as long as he you came from the front, very nice that's people. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as long as he walked right up to you from the front, yeah, exactly. I see you coming. I got you. That's fine. I'm good with it. I, I see. <laughs> so what if they tried? So how, how important is sense of humor in in an initial meeting of someone? So let's say the guy at the grocery store walked up to you and was whatever. And in, in, in a poor attempt to be funny, was like, no, you don't want those bananas. These are the bananas you want right here or whatever. And handed some, some other, whatever, but you know, breaks the ice that way. I think I would be, I'd be more down for that because I'm all about random. So if you okay. can get me to laugh or do something like right off the bat where it's like, wait, what? Or I start laughing or something that's, will easily open up the conversation for me. Yeah. Big T said, uh, Janelle, that sounds like an arranged marriage, not a, not a meet cute. <laughs> Look, the success rates of um, arranged marriages are way better than love matches. So. It, but do you think, <laughs> what, I mean, I have a, a friend. I that seriously thinks, considered it. But do, you, but do you think arranged marriages are fair and equal though? Cause I feel like it's not as much. I feel, feel like there's definitely a, patriarchal structure to an arranged marriage in most cases and i think that's the case because a lot of arranged marriage tends to have a religious aspect within a patriarchal um structure so there's also that's why but i'm very open like we're also in the 21st century i'm not just gonna marry somebody because like my dad was like this is a great guy you're gonna marry we're gonna have conversations and you know uh, talk about what we expect in a marriage and what roles and different things are expected. Um, I've always said I'm not marrying somebody who's just gonna, where I have to do everything and they just get like the praise of having a great family. Like I'd rather just do that myself. So you don't want an arranged marriage then it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe I don't want marriage. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you want an. Definitely, definitely doesn't sound like you want an arranged marriage. It, it sounds. It sounds like you, you. You may want a relationship. We'll, we'll. You know, marriage. You may just play that by ear. So. I think if we look at like what people traditionally think of arranged marriage, as in people meet, they date for a very short amount of time and then they get married in a patriarchal sense, then yeah, I'm probably not for that. But I want to build a bear husband. Um, <laughs> most men want to build a bear wife. So. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I don't agree. I don't think most men want to, I don't think most women want to build a bear husband either, but I don't think that most men want to build a bear wife though. I think, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people that want a woman to think for herself and kind of be independent and know who she is outside of the relationship. But, but, uh, you know, I think a a lot of men say that, but I think a lot of times you see, um, the way relationship breaks down with the emotional and, um, 
physical division of labor, a lot of that ends up relying on the women's part. I see. Unless okay. they like have like the explicit conversation as to these are how we're going to break up our the roles in the household. So <clears throat> I'm so yeah. I think a lot of people want say things that they want, but I think we tend to when when we don't know what else to do, we fall into patriarchal gender roles and different things like that. So women tend to carry in a lot of the load. I see. Well, let's see here. The thoughts on the late Kevin Samuels. Um, yes. What were the thoughts and theories on the late Kevin Samuels? I love Kevin Samuels because he tells it like it is. Uh, I like hearing him do that to men and women. So, um, I, I don't know how many of my listeners know who Kevin Samuels is. I, I, it's sad if not many do. But, but so what were your thoughts on Kevin Samuels? Um, I, I mean, I go on. Uh, I didn't necessarily have a problem with what he was saying because of the things that he, well, people started to notice him um, when he started coming after women, but people also have to realize that he was talking about men before he even started yeah. talking about women and stuff too, but he just got loud and he was blunt about it. But if you're listening to the things that he was saying yeah, you could have sugarcoated it to say the same thing, but it wouldn't have got him the listeners that he had gotten. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's a that's a pretty astute uh, point. What were you going to say, Janelle? Uh, sorry, Big T said, most boys want unrealistic things. Men want what's for them, not a persona to soothe their ego. Yes. Okay. Um, Kevin Samuels existed, and I feel for his family that he passed. But I think um, <laughs> I think that a lot of people took what he was saying to be an asshole to women. So that's so whether whether his persona not persona whether what he was saying was equally um, not bashing, but you know men need to do this as many times as he was saying women need to do this. A lot of men took the women part and was loud and wrong about it. So, but is, but is that, is that his fault though? I mean, is that's why I said, I feel bad for his family that he passed. Like I, like I truly never like sought out any of the thing videos sure. when people were like, Oh, well, this is what he's saying. I'm not, interested in hearing if that's truly what he meant to say and then other people were like well he was also saying things about men and i was like so i again don't really need to listen to what he's saying because the men that talk about him i just get annoyed by sure i could see that for sure I, I get that i just you know um it says uh big t said he just had a bad delivery for the facts that he was giving uh, exactly. i agree with that but i think that 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 delivery he, he knows what sells and that delivery it was on purpose yeah yeah for sure he did it on purpose you know it, he did do it to men and women but he did it on purpose but i think you're right i think a lot of the guys that stumbled upon him or heard about him took it the wrong way i, I don't think it's his fault but i do think you know whatever it's a product of it i guess so yeah Anyway, um, so getting out of, of what what you guys are looking for or not looking for or being approached by, like, let's get into your show a little bit. Um, what is the 
do well first do you typically have a single person guest i was a single person guest on there my wife doesn't do podcasts or videos or anything she doesn't do she wants nothing to do with it so when i asked she said no but anyway um do you typically have single person guests or is it um, a lot of couples or is it a 50 50 ish mix how, how does that working i think, I think it's kind of mix okay. i think but it's more mix, singles we end up having more like one person talking um every once in a while somebody's partner might join in later in the episode but we're not against um couples being like doing it together we actually find those to be more fun we like the banter of you're not telling the story right that's how it goes like that's usually cute and fun to watch um we've also had single um non-relationship people as guests and we had a throuple one time so oh that's interesting Ugh. yeah they're fun i mean <laughs> I, that would be it would be fun to talk to to to, to find out how that works or whatever you know um mm -hmm. but it doesn't sound fun like ugh, like it oh no does. it's not for everybody and that everybody solidified that but you but know they made it work and they've lasted longer than other couples that we have talked sure to. St statistically though it's statistically though throuples never work like i say never statistically though you're way more likely to it, it to end poorly for all three combined statistically but it does work for some people and i don't get mm -hmm. it it does not sound fun <laughs> at all at all neither way uh, two two <laughs> men and one woman two women and one man it, it none of it sounds fun to me that doesn't sound fun at all but so have you had you said uh having couples in in the you're not telling the story have, have you ever had arguments from uh, couples actually oh, no. getting get into n really no arguments mm -hmm. interesting I think people still like to put their best face forward um, in even in the podcast. So have we even had anybody like get annoyed with each other? Not just like just the thing that you were saying, oh, you're not telling the story right. Or they'll jump in and correct the story, but not in a like, oh, this is awkward type of way. Yeah. So if there's been arguments after we're done recording, that's not our fault. <laughs> well, no, that's what, and and so that was my next question: is has there been a couple that you, what that once you stopped recording, and and they were off, and it was just the two of you left that you were like they're arguing right now, like that you could tell that they weren't going to argue on camera or on mic, but you could tell that they're probably having it out now. Oh no! no. Mm -mm. Okay, interesting. We've been really lucky that way, so um, hopefully that record stays i don't even know what we would do if they started fighting that's what i was going to say i mean you know fighting on your show may actually like i don't know could go viral <laughs> <laughs> there have been a couple has there anybody been um that you don't think would make it after the episode mo not off of the top of my head so what about you, Janelle? Any couple that was on there that you're like, oh, yeah, they're getting divorced at some point? Not divorced, but we had a couple singletons and how they talked about their relationships. I was like, I don't know if they'll make it to the aisle, but, you know, good but on those ones. They, they, do. they didn't. I feel like I know yeah. who you're talking about and they didn't end up in like I'll reach back out to our guests just to do like check ins to be like, oh, how's life going since we've talked to you on the podcast type of thing. Yeah. And 
I think our record is for the singles that have been in relationships when they're on our show. I think we're, uh, are we three for three of them breaking up? (laughs) (laughs) So if you are in a relationship, you might not, you might not want to come and talk to us. If you're in a new relationship, I think that's been, I think all three times they're in relatively new relationships that they were like, oh, actually my status has changed since, you know, I reached out to you. Those tend to be like, fingers crossed. <laughs> like, we don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe um, if you can't figure out how to get out of the relationship, you just should co- get your uh, significant other come on your show. And then, you know, <laughs> afterwards it's done for you. <laughs> I think it. I think it's one of those things that when people start talking to us, we just go with the flow. So sometimes we just start asking questions that they may not have thought about. So like when we kind of, when we put them on the spot type of thing, they'll answer. And it might be one of those things where it goes, Oh, you know what? That's not what was happening in my relationship. That's not what they were thinking or what happened. And then like a month or two later, that thing that they talked about wasn't happening. So they split. Interesting. Have you have you had anybody say some things on the show and then come back to you afterwards and go, hey, can you take that out before you release this? Can you I, I, I really don't want that getting out there. Oh, we had one uh, one scenario of that. Um, yeah. And they broke up. Right. Yeah. So it was better that the story wasn't in there because they broke up not too long after. All right. So without saying names, what was the story they told that they didn't want in there? It was just them. Um, they'd gotten together during COVID and um, they had visited each other and um, uh, they were long distance and had visited each other and the other partner, uh, the family didn't know. Um, oh, wait, a minute, had, wait a minute. They were, they were <laughs> seeing, they were with somebody else and visited another person. Is that what you're saying? No, so the person we were interviewing, um, their partner had come to visit them, mm-hmm. stayed about, stayed for some time, and then they um, went back home. Okay. Um, but neither family knew that they had like seen each other in person, and so um, they were like, "Oh, we should probably, I should probably take that out because you know people don't know that that happened." And so we're like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." And then they broke up. <laughs> so what? Why would they? It was not nothing want- too dramatic or anything. It was just. Well, like, why would you not want that in there? Why would why would you want that not in there? I guess is what I'm saying. Why would you? No, want that I think there? it was it was more so um, job related. Like huh. at that point in time, wasn't supposed to be traveling type of thing. Okay, traveling social All right. during the pandemic. In- okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I forgot some companies did that. Our company tried to do that, and we revolted. The company I work for, we were kind of like, you you can't control us outside of work. Like, I get it if we get sick, then obviously, if you can't come to work, you, you can't get paid. I get that. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, yeah. I thought, I, I really thought you were going to say that their family would have been upset about it, about meeting up with someone else, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we didn't have anything too scandalous. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. That's you know, that's fine. Um, have you ever asked a question um, that the other person that the, whoever you have on your show has declined to answer? 
I don't think I so. I don't think so. Because we tend to give people the questions in advance type of thing. And most people are open to the questions that we send them anyways. And we only and honestly, get as personal as people want to get personal. Okay. And honestly, we were raised pretty religious, so we don't really ask anything that's too, like, risque or anything like that. Like, we've had a couple guests where I'm just like, if you go there, I will follow you, but I will never lead people to, like, certain topics or anything. So they went there, and I was just like, okay, I'll keep going with you to a degree, but I'm also not going to get nitty-gritty or anything like that. We want people to come on. So we um, were just like, oh, you know, you can listen to our past episodes to see that we're not really just trying to be invasive in people's, like, lives or marriages. We're not trying to find out your deepest fights or what positions you prefer we're like we're just trying to find out like is marriage worth it let's see maybe that's where i've gone wrong like all these these three years i've been doing this because like we'll we'll go we'll go there and we'll follow you (laughs) we've always been that way like there's nothing off limits uh, on this show like it's uh yeah it can get uh, interesting risque is putting it lightly sometimes I mean, for us, we have nothing. We have nothing sure. to lose if they want to say anything. But these people yeah, got families; sure. they got to go back if their husband or wife listens to the episode. It's like you said, what? We don't want to. We don't yeah. want to be caused problems. Sure. No, I get that because I, I've thought about. I've thought about that myself. I thought, what did I say on there? <laughs> like I didn't say anything that was untrue. I just. Uh, but I'm also one of those people that I'll talk about. I'll talk about anything. I'm almost a completely open book. Um, I do, I do keep some mystery about my life, but that's not much. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) so give me your evaluation. You've had me on your show, um, and and you guys have evaluated people a little bit, um, behind the scenes. Give me your evaluation on, on me. Am I cruising for a divorce or am I, (laughs) what, how's it going? I think we actually did talk about you after you logged off. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Not in a, no, I don't care. Way, not in a bad way, but yeah. But like after you had logged off, we sat there because we usually debrief and we're just like, it was nice to see that as a male, you were open and honest and were able to talk freely. And it wasn't like pulling teeth because yes. we have had guests on the show where even if we do ask an open-ended question, they can make it a closed question. I'm just like, how? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that you talked about your relationship and you talk about your wife, we were just like, sounds like they've been through some things, but they're in it for the long haul. Sure. Yeah, we definitely, um, we liked talking to you and your person and like, Talking to you today just kind of reaffirms that you're very much like the same. <laughs> like there's no like persona that you were giving us that you would be different here. Like it's exactly the same. So sure. You know, um we're always rooting for everybody that we talk to. So, you know, we're rooting for you and your wife. And but we just don't I don't think that there's any um need to be concerned. <laughs> I think because Mo has texted me, like she said, she likes to uh, keep up with some of our past guests and she'll be like, oh, this person's in a relationship now or this person broke up and or is having a baby. And I'm just like, 
I have to like stress to remember who these people are. If she told me that you and your partner broke up, I'd have been like, oh my God, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He loved her so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's all right. I just wonder what your evaluation was. Um, A big T said, uh, did I talk about my furry obsession? I do not have an obsession with furries. Thank you very much, big T. No, you didn't bring that up at all. No, I don't. I don't have a furry obsession. Uh, uh, it's. I think. I think it's called a um, a kink. It's not an obsession. I think that's more work. No, just kidding. Uh, I, I'm I'm way too old and 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 too out of shape to deal with with furry costumes. It's just a hassle. I don't understand how people can get into any of that kind of stuff at all. It's just like why it is is. is sex and relationships broken that we need to bring in costumes and things like that and if the answer is yes you may have a bigger problem but- i don't know maybe people are like the identity of it i i mean but is it uh, is it anonymous i mean you know who the person is in the in the costume right you hope you know who the person is but sometimes it's also a persona look i've watched a lot of documentaries so <laughs> part of the reason why we do this podcast and we got the thruple because i ask questions <laughs> <laughs> my bad pup play kink pup, pup play yeah that is so pup play is something that has come up on this show uh before um it's uh if you don't know what pup play is um google it sometime um and you'll either thank me or hate, or hate me later don't google it's, it uh, inter- don't look don't click play on any videos but just google it and read you can it. read the description yeah that's what i was gonna True. say google it and read about it but uh it's uh that's a whole community of pup play people i mean there's uh uh puppies and owners and trainers and veterinarians in that community that are playing I the part that's are in the community too i mean there's people that pretend to be um vets in the pup play community sometimes you got to roll the dice big t says <laughs> now i have questions i'm going to have to look that up <laughs> i'm gonna hate myself but i am gonna look it up because i've got questions yeah i mean if, if you're gonna watch a video make sure it's uh, on a uh, on a respectable site that's uh and check out the rating where it's just an interview with people or something because <laughs> I don't know. It, there's some rough stuff out there. So send me the spark notes, Janelle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so ha- have you get, have you had a guest on your show that you thought to yourself, I kind of hope that their relationship does end because I'd, I'd like to, to uh, opportunity to, to date this person. No. No. Okay. We don't typically have a lot of single, single men. Gotcha. So, um, no. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the general age of the, I mean, is it a wide range of ages that you've talked to or is it mostly, you know, twenties and early thirties or what? Like youngest was early 20s and the oldest were 82 84 oh wow but the youngest was an outlier i think our our true youngest tends to be like 27 and up yeah okay but the youngest was in the early early so our very youngest was in the was about 21 20 single married dating what was single with no experience 
And what could what did they possibly have to say or talk about? How much? Nothing. <laughs> there is. It was very painful to go through. Um, but he was, which is so sad because he's so sweet. He was such a sweet guy, but. Are we keeping that episode? I meant to ask. <laughs> oh, so that yeah, episode is not aired yet. It's not aired yet. Oh. But who am I to have somebody on the show give us an hour of their time? True. And not air it. So I will air it. It's not as bad as we thought when I went back and edited it. But okay. it's not as bad as so- going through it. So you edit, do you edit for time and do you edit for content? Like you take out what you think is boring. Like what do you, what do you do when you edit? I just edit for mostly um, dead spaces or if people have said, Hey, can you take this out? Okay. Interesting. But for the most part, it's not really much of an edit. Right. Gotcha. So the, the 80 some odd old people, like how, what was that conversation like? So they were, I think, well, for me, they were one of the more fun episodes that we had because they are from a different time where it was super traditional, like stay at home. The typical stay at home wife, husband comes home and dinner's on the table and that kind of stuff. Dinner's on the table. Her heels are on her faces made up type of thing. The kids are all clean. Yeah. And just the way that they interact with each other, like through the whole episode, they were just laughing together and she is the talker. And so whenever he tried to like, like, I got, she would finish his story and he was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So do you, all right. So that's not a, you know, that's a very kind of traditional household mm-hmm. and, and marriage roles couple. But it seems to me in all my experiences that all the couples that had that kind of marriage in life seem to be happier um, in, in, in late into their marriage. And and that's interesting to me because you know then this country specifically the the push for doing away with the gender stereotypes and relationship roles and things and it i don't feel like people are getting happier in relationships as that happens i mean do you find the same thing or or do you agree disagree like what do you think i think it was a different i think it was a different time so most of the people that do traditional ways they are like much older (laughs) right now but the thing is like when they were starting out women couldn't do a lot of things anyways and so now women have gotten like their independence and stuff like that and so a lot of well i'll sometimes i'll speak for myself so i will say oh i want to be independent but then at the same time i'm just like man if somebody says hey you want to be a stay-at-home wife I'm I'm for it. Like I'd be like, sure. Does it matter to you how much money they make? Nah, if we can afford if he says, Hey, you can be a stay-at-home wife, our finances will be a okay. I'm for it. What is a okay? I think what you said is what is the reason why it may not be working today is because back then, like they told us, you know, their first apartment, um, one of their first apartments was like 
what, two, three hundred dollars and he worked and she took care of it and then they moved into a house like he never asked her, oh, to get a job or that she needed to do extra, like they got it, went into the marriage knowing exactly what their roles are. And it stayed like that until to this day. To this day. Sure. Yeah. So like his, his paycheck and his pension pays for their lifestyle. And so sure. I think that's different um, with today's society is one person's paycheck cannot cover what it used to cover. And so I, I agree with that. I think for myself, you would have to make a certain amount. You would have to make the equivalent of me and you working. Sure. Yeah, I get that. But I, I'm just, I think my original question was people that, couples that have been married a long time and had those traditional roles or whatever, they seem to be happier. And I'm just saying, asking, because do I you experience, have you experienced that in talking to, you know, the older couple or any older couples that you know because it doesn't seem to me that um as couples now are starting to get older and and it's not that traditional older couples now don't seem as happy as older couples used to seem and i don't i guess i'm more asking i wonder is it because of the traditional roles that that they had and there was an understanding or is it just something else and it's just generational and it has nothing to do with that i don't know that's really what I'm getting at. I some like I to semi answer your question. I think the shift is starting to happen where like even now older couples, I think they have a lot more expectations and it's not just what the expectations were back back then. Like husband does this, wife does that. Now it's like, everybody does a little bit of everything, but I want you to do this. You want me to do that. And so half the time you're trying to figure out where you fit in the marriage. And so you spend a lot of time doing that. And then I've talked to people that haven't been on our podcast that have just opened up and been like, hey, so yeah, we stick together. We're not happy because he expects me to do this or that. I'm not going to get a divorce because... I like being married and I'm not going to find anybody else. But at the same time, he expects me to do this. I'm not going to do that. And I don't know where to go from there. Hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting reason to stay together. Hmm. I think They're a older. lot of people used to just stay together and sometimes they weren't happy, but like, you, you just didn't divorce. And so they found other aspects of their life. Like they loved being grandparents. And so they were happy when they were being grandparents. But like, if you were, if there was a fly on the wall, they weren't talking to each other. They were in separate rooms all the time. They were just going through life. So you, you think they were unhappy though? I just don't think, um, I think the perception of the past makes us think that they were happier than a lot of them were. Interesting. Okay. Now I could I can get down with that that thought. I could see that. So let me ask you a question about love. I had this discussion last week with uh, my guests Andre and Roxanne um, from the UK about love, and um, I f uh, I fall under the heading of a love you choose is better to me than a love you fall into, mm -hmm. um, and I just uh, I, 
being as you talk to people in relationships and people dating and people married or whatever, like, how do you feel about, I mean, do you more like the falling in love and the I can't help but love this person thing? Or do you, are you more into the choosing love thing? And if, if you need me to explain more, I can, but I'm just, I'm trying not to elaborate too much on it. For me, I think, well, if I'm understanding the question, I think a lot of people, or even for me, I feel like you fall into the love and that's cool. But at the end of the day, I think you still just have to choose to love that person each and every day. So falling in love with that person isn't the end all be all. It's you still have to choose that person each and every day to love them. Yeah, I agree. I think um, a lot of our initial feelings tend to be like lust or infatuation. But I think a lot of the couples that we definitely believe will like stand the test of time or appear the happiest to us um, always kind of tell us without saying it, choose love every day. So they like keep choosing their person at the end, the beginning and end of every day. And that's what keeps their relationship, their marriage going. So I think uh, choosing is definitely, it may not be the way you start your marriage, but I think it's definitely the way that a marriage lasts the test of time. I, I agree. We're, we're in complete agreement here. It's a, it, and it sounds like I'm listening to you, listening to the two of you say it, it sounds, I realize how much it probably sounds this way when I say it is what it sounds very churchy. It's a very churchy sounding thing. I mean, I grew mm-hmm. up in in church my whole life as well. And so I've heard some of that stuff, but yeah, I think the choosing love every day, um, I think the way I said it to, to last week was um, it's more important to me that you can be as mad at me as you've ever been and not feel in love with me right now, but you're still going to choose to love me anyway. It's way more important to me than just, than when you hear someone say, I don't know what it is. I just can't help but love them. Like right. that's, that's so fleeting to me. That's so you have so- no control over that. And, and I don't, you know, there's what, what's the, the cliched saying is like, uh, what is it? Uh, not cliche, but the, there's an old saying that's like uh, a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very, very dangerous man that has it under um, control or something like that, uh, um, which uh, makes tons of sense to me. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, well, I, uh, yeah. OK. Um, so. What's the wildest story you've had on your show? I think hands down it has to be the person we got from Twitter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So one of our listeners uh, sent me a tweet that went viral. and was like, you should ask this person to be on your show. And the tweet was something about essentially uh, she was only married for four months. And so we is ended Brit- up getting Britney Spears. Who, who, who. <laughs> we ended up getting, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was even less. So we ended up getting her on the show. And so talking to her, like the story started off normal. It was cool. It's your typical love story, this, that, and whatever. But then by the time they got married, it was over. And we were just like, so what happened? And like, long story short, he left her to be with a mutual friend and that mutual friend was the officiant of their wedding. Wow. Jesus. 
Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to add, to add to that, um, she had said like throughout the interview, she asked him maybe like two or three times before they actually got married. She's like, is this something, is marriage something you still want to do? Like, do you want to get married? And like each time he said yes, but you know, he had been with this person for a few for a while before well, they even got married, I think. It, yeah, we never. But it wasn't got physical; it was emotional. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was one of those things where it was like she had asked him a dozen, like so many times that he cut. He had his out. He, because she had uprooted her life, so she understood. Like, just tell me now if you don't want to do this, I won't be mad at you. Just let me know so that I can figure out what my next steps are. And he just kept saying, yes, I want to marry you, blah, blah, blah. And then um, they got married. And then it was like literally a month or two later, he like, they're in the car one day and he just like pulls over to the side of the road. He's like, I can't do this anymore. And she's just like, what? (laughs) And so they lived in a state in which she was a lawyer and they lived in a state in which the marriage and divorce sounds very easy and it's not Nevada. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they like, she went back to her parents' house and um, drew up like the divorce papers. And within a couple weeks of her drawing up the papers, uh, he was with the new girl. And so she submitted it. And by the time she had sent that tweet, she had been married, legally married and legally divorced in 12 months. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, how long do you think is the, how long is too long to date before you're getting married? You've been dating. If you've been dating someone, how long is this like, it's, you know, should get off the pot time? Like, how long is that? In your opinion? I don't, it... <sighs> So I think it depends on different things, like the age that you are. Mm -hmm. Um, If you knew this person before you started dating, like if we were friends or whatever beforehand, and then we started dating, I think it would be a shorter amount of time, give or take. But I don't think there's a set number. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I just wonder what your opinion is, so... I think our shortest engagement so far has been like what three months, Whew. and like them knowing each other was six, or something along those lines. That's, sounds like my mom's and, third marriage, fourth <laughs> mar- sorry, fourth marriage. And then our longest, our longest relationship, I think now is fourteen years, and they are not married yet. Um, are they just choosing specifically not to get married? Like we're not interested in getting married or, or are they just, no one's proposed. I think they really just kind of like got into, I think life just kind of like crept up on them and they just like realized. So I think they said like in the next, she said like in the next five years, they see themselves getting married and like, like locking everything down. But I think they got together really young and had a kid almost immediately. And they just kind of like life got in the way of them realizing. So to me, I think 
if you met in your mid twenties, mid to late twenties, I think three years is you you should lock it down or break up. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, what do you think is too quick to be getting married? A week. <laughs> a week. A week. So, so if it, it, you've known someone for two weeks, it's okay. But a week is too. too... Exactly. <laughs> and did you say three months? Is that what you said? Three months is too soon. I think if if the time you met and the time you're walking down the aisle or going before a judge is three months, I think you. I think that's too short. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I see that. Uh, I I could agree with that, but but I, yeah, but you said something that said if you've known each one of you said this if you've known each other for years prior, then the time dating may be shorter. And now you've got me scared because my daughter's dating a guy now for a couple months, but they've known each other for like three years and been good friends for three years, and finally they're finally on the same page. Like they had a, a very much a will they won't they kind of thing. Like oh, okay. she, she would like him, but he would either be seeing someone else or not interested in dating. And then it would, then it would flip completely and be the opposite. And it just, they never could sync up. And they finally have just kind of synced up and, and it looks like a good relationship. I mean, I, so I they like, might be on the fast track. Oh, that don't say that she's 21 years old. <laughs> don't say that. I like him, but I don't want him. I don't want him getting married right now. <laughs> but I think that's the part where like age comes into a factor. Like, I don't know. I, I always thought I was like, cause I grew up in a church. So I already thought I've been, I thought I've been way married by now, but I was like, Oh, I never want to get married before I was 21 because I don't want to not be allowed to drink at my wedding. And then I got 21. And I was like, Oh, actually this is really young. So I was like, let's wait until 25. I want to be able to rent a car by myself without getting sure. married. So yeah. I think 20, I, I don't know. I think 25 is like a great age to get married. Okay. If you're knowing somebody, I think you just tend to know yourself a lot more at 25 than you do at 21. I can see that. I mean, my, my oldest son is 26 and his girlfriend, I think they've been together like two, two and a, yeah, by almost two and a half years or something like that. They're, they're a pandemic couple. They, they start, they met at work, started dating and, and he had moved. So he had come back from college and moved back in while he's looking for an apartment. So he was, he's living here with us and Mm -hmm. they met, they start dating. The pan, you know, COVID hits, and then they both get exposed at work. And so, oh. to keep from bringing it back home, he just stayed with her, and then they just ne- never quit living together. And that was literally like two, maybe three months into their relationship, they were living together out of necessity, and they just never moved out. Like he he bought a house a year and a half or so ago, and when he bought the house, like she moved in with him, they lived together. I mean, but neither of them are they're they're both just kind of like nah, not interested in in getting married like this works right now and neither one of them want to have kids or at least that's what they say so we'll see how that goes i mean as long as both people are on the same page sure. it doesn't matter which way you lean and that's what causes people to get in trouble is when you're thinking that the person that you're with is thinking the same exact way you're just assuming and you guys don't have that conversation until you get engaged or until you guys say I do. And you're just like, wait, what? You don't want kids. I wanted five. Like right. that's going to cause some issues. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, yeah, I agree with that. But I, I find that most time when you have uh, a couple and both people are saying like, we, we don't care about getting married or we don't care about having kids. I find that one of them cares about it a little more than the other. They're just not letting on because 
they're enjoying the relationship and, and they, they, they really do like or really do love this other person. So they're just kind of like, maybe I can learn to not want it kind of thing. I'm not saying that's what's going on with his relationship. Maybe, maybe genuinely they both feel that way. I don't know. But in, in, in my experience of knowing people that are like that, one of them doesn't quite feel it as strongly as the other. So, And that's uh, always a dangerous place to be in because you're lying yeah. to yourself that you're going to change the other person's idea or that they're going to change their own idea. And if you know that's something you want and the other person isn't like as excited about that idea as you, I think you should just, I don't know. I listen to a podcast and they're like, oh, just break up with them. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's really grounds to be breaking up with people is you don't share the same morals, so you shouldn't. Yeah, that's a, that's, uh, I, I, so I, I am around semi-regularly. A lot of my kids' friends who are all from 20 to, I don't know, mid to late 20s. And, and um, it seems to me like a lot of them, there are other reasons that, that are, crazy to me that they're willing to break up over and a lot of it is like political beliefs that they they'll absolutely cut somebody out of their life over political beliefs or social beliefs or leanings or whatever but um they'll hold on to that other thing that's truly going to hinder their relationship like wanting kids i mean like that they'll stay with somebody if they disagree on that but you know because you don't you don't vote for the right party I can't be around you. I can't talk to you or anything. And it's uh, baffling to someone my age. Um, it's, it's strange because that was political thoughts like and beliefs like never came into play. Like we don't care. We're autonomous people. You can vote for who you want to vote for and I can vote for who I want to vote for. And, and that's whatever. But that seems to be very popular with young people now. Um, I don't know. But uh, I did have specifically something to ask you because you brought up uh, – growing up in church, whatever, do you feel like the church tries to marry people off at a pretty young age? Um, a lot of times. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And I, yeah. so I, and I grew up in a, in an evangelical fivefold ministry church and they've definitely were trying to marry people off. You know, I'm like, if you were, if you were 20 years old and, and you weren't on your way to getting married, they was, they, they were not doing their job in the church. I mean, it was, a uh, it was, a. Uh, a strange thing. And, and, and I feel like that's detrimental to a lot of young couples. I mean, most of the couples I know that got married because of a church influence or whatever at a young age didn't last. Like most of those marriages have fallen apart and they're not together anymore. Most of them, there's a couple that, that are still together, but, but, uh, what, what, how is that well, now? Cause I haven't been in church in, in a while because of some of that kind of, I don't know. I just disagree with some of that stuff. And, how is it still the same way now, uh, modern day? And I don't know what I don't know what kind of church you're into. I don't know if it's you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's the crazy running around the the, the sanctuary church like I grew up in, or if it's a more uh, subdued, you know, Methodist or or whatever. So. So we're both, uh, we both grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist uh, church. And so the thing with marriage, like it was talked about, but not necessarily like, it was more so if you want to have sex, get married. That's basically the bottom line. And so a lot of people 
that I went to college with because I went to an Adventist college. So a lot of my friends got married young because basically they wanted to have sex. And so a lot of those couples, once they got married, did the deed, realized there's more to marriage. And I'm going to say about like 80% of them are divorced now. Yeah. And some of them are on their second marriages and they seem a lot happier because they didn't just, they didn't just pick somebody just to be married. They actually have a relationship with this new person type of thing. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can, can see that. Um, so, all right. Got your nail back. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, and, and I don't know what it's like in the in in the Seventh Day uh, Church, but it, it feels it feels all, that sounds a lot kind of the way it was for 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 us in being in an evangelical church. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm just I feel like there's so many things, that, especially the North American Church does to young people that is just so detrimental to them. So, um, and then also I will say. Well, my experience is I didn't necessarily learn how to date. And so this may be why I have some type of problem now, because for us, like when you start dating a person, it's expected you're probably going to marry this person instead of trying to figure out what you like, don't like about a potential partner type of thing. They see you with one person and it's like, oh, when are you walking down the aisle type of thing? Sure. A thousand percent. Hmm. Like, there's no bringing someone to church and it being like, you know, just a friend that you're bringing and you're like trying to sure. explore. It's always like, oh, so you're going to marry this person? It's like, mm, yeah, 21, no. I'm 18. Yeah. There's no way for me to know that yet. Yeah. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was, so I can remember at one point, uh, we were youth pastors and um, there's a lot of, of questions, especially as they got toward their late teens, like they would ask about getting married and meeting someone or whatever. And, and it was a thing that it was always just like, why are you thinking about that? Like if you're dating somebody fine, but like, why are you thinking about getting married? Because I'm not pushing you to get married right now. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I was a quick one to, to tell people oftentimes it's like high school sweethearts don't typically work out. Um, uh, crazy thing was there was at least three couples in, in the church that I was in and they, they were married with kids happily and they were high school sweethearts. My wife and I were high school sweethearts and, and other people were, and, but that's so abnormal. Like that is just so not normal for, for you to date someone in high school and be with them forever and marry and, 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 it, and it work out. It just almost never does. But so it was always, um. Uh, an interesting and, and baffling thing for me that young people in the church, it was almost like it has to be going on at home, like talking about marriage or whatever um, and why it's, they're so infatuated with marriage and getting married. And I think part of it is like, you know, if you want to start having sex, you're going to have to get married. And so uh, it's a, it's a strange thing. Um, yeah. Do, do you feel like young people now um, and to, church in and out whatever um mm -hmm. but you feel like young people now look at divorce as um um a plan b thing when they go into marriage now 
because it used to not be that way. Like for me, it was divorce was never an option. It's not to say that nothing could happen that I'd get divorced, but I feel like a lot of young people now are just like, well, if it, you know, if it doesn't work out, we don't get along, we'll just get divorced. And I think it's more, I think it's more of an option and it's not as, oh, if you get divorced, it's the worst thing that can happen. Like if it's not working, I'm not going to be unhappy. I'm leaving the end. I'll find somebody else or I'll be fine all by myself. We can get divorced. It's not a, we're never going to talk about this word type of thing. Like people sure. bring it up and I'm like, but it seems weird to me. Like you're going into a marriage, but also having a plan of escape. Like that yeah. just, it seems weird. It does to me as well. Like to th the thought of if it doesn't work, we'll just get divorces. Like, well, if it doesn't work, it's because somebody's not working on it. Like, it, it's, it's, it, there's really no such thing as a extended cruise control in marriage, at least not in my experience. And I feel like I've got a pretty good experience with marriage, but uh, I don't think there's anything like extend, like an extended kind of cruise control where it doesn't take some work. But yeah, I don't know. I just wonder what kind of from someone, from two people that are younger than me and, if, if that's um, if, if that's something you guys notice as well between in your peers that like divorces, you know, it's like marriage is not I don't know. It doesn't seem like people look at it as a commitment anymore. I think there are people that are young that still think of it as a commitment and don't who go into it with like divorces and even in our vocabulary. We're going to the only way one of us is getting out is through the undertaker. I used to be that type of person, but I think as I've gotten older, not so much that it's like, oh, well, if it doesn't work, I'm just going to leave you. But more just like, it's not so much as a moral failing anymore to get divorced. Because it's like, if I know I'm putting 100% into this scenario and you're not, like, I'm going to put it 100%, but like, if my my 100% cannot, like, cannot carry this marriage to the end of time. So I think, so not so much that I'm like going in where it's just like, well, I can always divorce this person. It's more just like, if I were to get divorced, I'm not a bad wife, a bad person, a bad Christian. It's just, I've decided that I can't carry this marriage for the rest of time. And I don't sure. think that it's fair for me to do that. <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't want to be here, but you're not going to not going to leave me, then I guess I could be the bad person. I'll, I'll pull the trigger. Sure. But I think, okay. I think a lot of people, I think it's more that it's no longer a moral failing to get divorced as opposed to, and, and that's just, <laughs> obviously there are people who are just like, I'll just get divorced in a heartbeat. But I just think that sometimes people are just like, it's no longer the male, the moral failing that it used to be as to why people might be getting divorced more now. So I, I got you. All right. Now I see that. I can see that for sure. All right. So um, I, I I know one of you has kind of a hard out. You got something you've got to go and do, and that's that's cool. I mean, um, but is there anything you guys want to plug before I let you go? Um, well, our podcast is Marriage Worth It, and you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at marriage worth it um you can also email us at marriage worth it at gmail.com if you want to be a guest i know um big t big t <laughs> yeah big t might want to be a guest so you know you just email us and we'll send you the calendar lead and find a time yeah. for that to work out but yeah 
Yeah, I'm telling you, Big Big T would be a. a he's got some cr- some crazy dating stories and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I appreciate you guys being on. Um, uh, hold tight just a moment, and then uh, I'll chat with you real quick. Um, but um, thanks, thanks for being on again. And um, yeah, I had a good time. Enjoyed the conversation. Well, so, thanks for um, having us. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, un- unsure on the. I don't have the calendar in front of me. Unsure of of if there's a guest next week or not. Um, but I'll be traveling this week. Got to go to Sacramento for work. So uh, I'm sure I'll have some things to talk about. But uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And um, in a couple of weeks, doing another three the hard way with. Uh, uh, Andre and Easy and Josh Dunn and Big T is going to be in on this one. And so that will be fun. And remember, that's an early Sunday. So um, uh, let's see. As you listen to this, this coming Sunday, we've got another um, something for the weekend. Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live on the Soul TV page. So it's always fun conversation. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Give us a thumbs up on Facebook at B3F Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Twitch at B3F Podcast. And on Instagram at B3F underscore podcast. YouTube has all of our videos. Support us on Patreon or buy me a coffee at B3F Podcast. Send all your questions or comments to admin at B3FPodcast.com. Find us online at B3FPodcast.com. Rate us and review us wherever you listen. And as always, thanks for listening.